Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Brendan. And Dan. And this is Come Through Queen. Listen, you've been through a lot, my love, and you... Oh, stop with this baloney. I buried a husband, okay? Hey, Brendan, welcome back. I'm back, 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 back again. From Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California, if y'all don't know. Yeah, you have some stuff to report to us. I just have a little bit of, like, a little bit of a report. So I went to Sir one night when I was in LA, um... Also, uh, by the way, we need to report that we are recording this from my apartment for the first time. Ever. Um, and just FYI, I live among the hustle and bustle of New York City, a little closer to the ground than Dan does. So you might hear a horse clop by, you might hear a siren, you might hear something from New York City. Just feel like you're a part of it. Feel like uh, Dorinda's walking by. Um, <laughs> Going to Fresh and Co. <laughs> oh my god. I love Fresh and Co. But anyways, I went to Sir. Um, yeah, the home base in Los Angeles. It was a Zoobly Zoo. We went on a Friday night, which... Oh, yeah, I've never been at that time of day. Were you When you went there, was there a photo booth set up right before the hostess stand? Uh, not that I recall. There is a weird photo booth set up so that, like, Sir is in the background. Um, my only report from it is that I didn't eat food, but I was with people who were eating food. Mm. Um, they got the goat cheese, cheese balls, which apparently were fine. Um... And everyone's meal was fine or okay. good. Great reviews. The best reviews I've heard of the food uh, of all time. Sure. Um, the only people were that who were there were Jeremy, um, Ariana's brother. Mm. He was the star of the show. I mean, he legitimately works there. Yeah. Yeah. He poured water into my glass several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then as I was leaving, I saw, uh, what's his name? The, the gay. 
Logan? Yeah. He does not work there. He was just hanging out. Just hanging out. His home base as well. Um, dark, but fine. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah, and then um, I will tell everyone about my other better encounters with people in the Drag Race episode because the Drag Race encounters I had were truly memorable and amazing. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. Let's... Okay, so this call that we're about to play you is a little... um Not old, but like from the in-between week when I wasn't here, but it is very much to do with both of us. Yeah, so um, we wanted to save it until Brendan was back. Yeah, so we'll play that now from Jess. Hey guys, this is Jess. I am a long-time listener. I've actually been listening since I met you both at a bar in Carroll Gardens area. Um, I had just seen Michael Sarah. This is two years ago. You might not remember, but you told me to start listening to your podcast, and I actually did. And I've been obsessed with it ever since. You guys are like my best friends now. You just don't know me. But I first I want to congratulate you on your 100th episode. That's pretty awesome. I've been listening since, uh, I don't even know, like 20 or so. And uh, it, it's been great. You guys do an awesome job. Um, but I have two little bits of information I really wanted to tell you. And I'm going to have to tell you in a very discreet manner if you decide to play this. But one is that one of the things that we start, started our discussion over was law. And I'm actually good friends with a girl whose parent or parents, I won't say who, um, knows uh, uh, Erica's husband uh, and Erica. And they're a part of this elite uh, litigation society. Um, and the best little story I have from that is that one – Tom called them to let them know uh, that Erica was going to be on The Real Housewives. And two, uh, Erica went up to my friend once, kissed her cheek, and then whispered in her ear, never make more money than a man, and walked away, which is possibly the best story I've ever heard, but very not in line with her feministic persona. Wow. Thank you, Jess. I'm like racking my brain, trying to figure out where we are, what bar we were at, what was happening. I feel like the likelihood is Zombie Hut. I, yeah. Mm. Or maybe it could have been like, I don't even, I honestly don't even know. I mean, Carroll Gardens is kind of my neighborhood adjacent. She could have been Miss locating where the bar actually is situated in, because Carroll Gardens is a little farther deep down yeah um but either way who knew that the street team efforts actually worked actually did i not tell you this about like i feel like somebody else messaged me recently and said oh (laughs) i've been listening to your podcast since you like put it on my phone at a bar but i was able to pinpoint that person because he was a homosexual Mm. to boiler room because remember that one time at boiler room where we were (laughs) like um stomping around (laughs) um no but also the Erica tidbit is so good and so interesting to me. I know. Well, it sounds like maybe it it occurred before the persona which she has now presented on television has come to be. Well, I've noticed people talk about how Miss Girardi has sort of like left the building fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this sounds like a Miss Girardi moment. I thought, and like as a put your Mrs. Girardi. Yeah, put your lawyer hat on mm. and tell me about. Um, 
like this phone call that she that Tom made to like this litigation expert team like is that something that would happen in like a law group like if like someone was going on TV I don't know <laughs> I don't know what this elite lawyer society is and I'm a little sad I guess that I'm not invited <laughs> well yeah I mean you need to get back into the law game gig girl uh, but um, I... also just we know that just said that there were two points in the call. Oh, yeah. We had to cut one because it was a little too... Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle um, for us, but... We appreciate it, any it, and all calls, though. Yeah, if you DM one of us um, and we're feeling feisty, we'll tell you. And take a page from our book and be the street team member you wish to see in the world. Yeah, grab someone's <laughs> phone wherever you are, what's, whatever city you are, um, and... Download Come Through Queen on their uh, Apple podcast or Stitcher or whatever. Their podcast service of choice. Yeah. We have still a ton of shows this week, so we are foregoing our dive into the news. Uh, but we do have some juicy tidbits in the freaking Queen, so stay tuned for that. But let's start with Atlanta, which I believe this is the second part of the reunion. It is. Yeah. Um, and it always throws me off traveling and trying to keep up with these shows while I'm traveling. Yeah. Um, well, when so many are airing, it's really a full-time job to keep up. It truly <laughs> is. But, like, funny I can make time for to watch one of them or two of them multiple times and one of them, like, only You can't get through it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Atlanta, we... I mean, Ava's on the scene. I, I, I feel like I wasn't paying attention, didn't realize she was pregnant all this time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's weird. Also, just like prefacing Atlanta, Atlanta will always give us a great, great, great reunion, even in the season that, while like better than a lot of franchises, not as strong as Atlanta usually is. No, for sure. But this reunion is going strong. My only, my big regret from the reunion is that Atlanta's usually really good at coordinating outfits. Oh, yeah. Um, and they didn't seem to do it this time. Mm-hmm. Um... The first couple photos that I saw from the union, I only saw, like, Kim versus Nini with Andy in the middle. So I was like, oh, they're doing red. Yeah. But they, they're not coordinating. No. They're all over the place, which is unfortunate. Uh, we pick up with Marlo still present. And some of the highlights, really, of this episode are have to do with Marlo. Mm -hmm. With Kenya saying, to, like, dragging Marlo, saying, I never slit anyone's face. I thought when I, when I was reading this note on my phone, I made a typo, and then I remembered, oh yeah, like Marlo was arrested for allegedly slitting someone's face. <laughs> how do you how do you get so up and close and personal with someone and be able to slit their face? Well, with a weapon. I know, but like as a as a gamer, mm, um, I, it's like using a melee attack. I'm I find it very difficult to get very close and to do damage. Mm, you know, mm, 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 mm. interesting. Also, like. Check Twitter for my uh, Overwatch <laughs> tweets. Um, Robert, who called in um, for our Drag Race episodes to listen to that, also made a interesting point about my pivot to Overwatch content, and I was clocked. And it's partially due <laughs> to me and friend of the show, Peachlarm, because Peachlarm has been a lover of Overwatch forever. Well, it's P, and then we decided to get Overwatch at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... And we Get, even brought a friend to the show, Sam, along. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Kid Manifesto podcast. Uh, but back to Atlanta. Portia apologized again, but once again, not a sincere apology to Candy. So never. like, this is never really going to wrap up. Back to Marlo. 
we talked about Ted Turner for the first time, which I feel like I only found out about like in the past year that Marlo was rumored to be like Ted Turner's kept woman or something. Which is like so interesting. So I'm going to put my little Atlanta suburbs hat Mm. on and I will say, and if anyone from Atlanta is listening and wants to like disagree, but like Ted Turner to me was always a really big figure in like the Atlanta world Mm. Um, between CNN, all of the Turner classic music movies, TBS, like all of those things that are based in Atlanta the Jane Fonda of it all. Mm-hmm. Also, Jane Fonda was based in Atlanta for so long because of her relationship with Ted Turner. So, like, the fact that, like, Marlo Hampton, who can't... Who... They refuse to give a peach, is connected to this, like, very powerful man in this city. Like, it's crazy to me. It blows my mind. Marlo Hampton of Simply Marlo LLC, mm-hmm. which we don't... She named she name dropped the company, but not sure what. Is it like the simple company? What's the simple company? Isn't that the Jessica Elba? Honest. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Jamie Missy, friend of the show, is in the audience. It's live studio audience this week. <laughs> uh, so, and then I was sad to see we had to free up couch space and dismiss Marlo. Yeah, I. So, if you want to keep me invested in. Marlo and Eva, I need them to be around. And if you're going to give a peach to Eva next season, which it seems like yeah. they're going to, keep her around. Yeah. Even if she wasn't a full time, just keep her on. Like, bring out some chairs, bring out a pull out couch, let them, like. <laughs> Put one of them on a chaise. Uh, I mean, Ava needed the chaise. She was about to give birth. I know. I would have loved. That would have been so perfect. If they threw her on a chaise? No, if, like, she... Oh, gave birth. Gave birth, because it would be a reunion first, mm. and then, like, they could, like, flash back to that when she's given her peach. Yeah. There wasn't much with Ava when she came out, though. Right. Like, she just gave her her life update, like, she's engaged, wedding in October, baby is coming today. The guy is not the mayor. He's not the mayor of Atlanta, surprise. Yeah. Um, And that was it. We got to Cynthia... Talking about her, like, dating life and the whole Will thing. Oh, yeah. And this is the part where Andy was saying, like, some crazy stuff where I was like, what? Like, can you, can someone stop him? When, when, uh, in case you're, New York. in case you're driving, <laughs> you are not being pulled over right now. That is here. That is not in your car. No, honestly, I listen to some podcast and I'm like, oh. They're coming to get me. And then, like, no, it's it's in the podcast. <laughs> are you talking about what, uh, what... Andy was saying about Cynthia's type. Yes. Yeah. She, he says, oh, like, you seem to like darker guys from what I've seen. And then when she brought up the fact that she was dating someone new, and he was like, is he dark skinned? I was like, Andy, please, <laughs> let's not go down this road. Uh, and then Cynthia said she would uh, consider getting married again. And she would have Nini as the matron of honor rather than Kenya. Because Kenya didn't invite her to her wedding. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, come the F on. Uh, the one other thing is Candy having a psychic power that she can't use. Because we talked about uh, Lady Mabel or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. Kim came out. And uh, I found that, I thought that was interesting. Um, when Kim came out, I was actually just at drinks with, um, 
our friend, a het couple, mm. who invite. Did I tell you that they suggested we go to Boxers Hell's Kitchen when I just met up with Trang and Tim? No. Um, which is like classic Trang and Tim. But sure. we were talking about the reunion and Kim and Troy. Croy. Oh, Croy, rather. Sorry. <laughs> Troy Swan's always on my mind. Um, and Tim made the point that, like, as Kim was walking out, uh, Croy was, walk- uh, like, saying to everyone, like, isn't my wife so hot? Is she hot? Like, is she hot? And he thought that was really bizarre. Uh, he also said to her as she was walking out, you look snatched. <laughs> yeah. I don't get the Beerman family. Mm. I don't understand. It's a big group they got going on over there. I, do they have family meetings? What are they like? I like want to, want to see. I want to see like all, all hands on deck, all the staff, support staff. Aren't there only, like, two people? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, I, like, the whole thing with Kim was just, they, they previewed this episode as if, like, this was going to be the big Kim episode, and she came out in the last five minutes. And also, like, uh, it's so tired to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't like either Kim or Nini or, like, the faces they're making, the things they're saying, nothing about it's really interesting to me. Like, this was revolutionary in 2009, like, when the first reunion was happening, right? Well, when they were, like, fighting about something. Mm-hmm. Like, this, they were just fighting about, like, how much money they're getting paid and who's on the show and who's not on the show and this and that. That's why, like, I'm more interested in all the other characters who are actually friends still, um, and I'd rather watch them and rather watch them have real friendships. Yeah. So, I think that's it for Atlanta. And, which is why I also am loving Potomac now. Oh. Are you on board? Yeah. I'm on We missed you for last week's episode. What did you make of the press conference? Which spilled into this week. I think that, like, it's... They're all so happy to be there yes. <laughs> and to be participating in this that it's so fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's, even even Karen, who's giving a press conference about her financial status, shows up in like that like look, and it's just like every. It's all so fun. Yeah, yeah. Make America fun again. <laughs> Bring them God. to Potomac. <laughs> You're sick. Uh, so. Giselle had the reveal that we were waiting for as she oh, was yeah, shirt. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like the front of the shirt was supportive and then the back said uh like hashtag free uncle ben hashtag tax reform. And like, hey, they've been trying to make Giselle a like a Bravo star for the past three years, and like this is what we need yes. to get you there. This and is a star you. move. Yes. <laughs> uh which was what was interesting was Giselle and Robin walking out and then like Ashley and Monique stuck around and were supporting and hugging Karen. Well, also Ashley and Monique just like wanted to eat dinner. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted more than peanuts. But it was just funny, like the group hug between Ashley, Monique, and Karen, because Karen just brought up shit about Ashley's husband not five minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is Giselle and Robin are they like this like the strongest sisterhood of housewives that we've ever seen? Do you think, aside from actual sisters? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely up there. I mean, th- 
Bethany and Carol no longer are a strong sisterhood, right. so they're not competition anymore. But like Giselle and Robin, like we've they've been together the entire time we've known them, right? I mean, their friendship predates the show, is what you're trying to say? Yeah, and even just like going like three seasons strong, that's like bigger than. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I, well, it's because like Robin like has no other like allies really, mm-hmm. and like she needs an ally. Let's talk about her new house. Sure, down the block. Down the block. <laughs> it's a beautiful house down the block. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I I'm only interested in Robin in like group situations. I don't want to necessarily go home with her. So yeah. I think she would be a perfect friend of. Mm, I don't like. I thought that too last season, but like I've enjoyed her thus far this mm. year. Uh, so last week I was kind of thrown by the fact. Of, like, the information about the new girl, Candace, and her husband that was given to us. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, she was a hostess and he was a... Or she was a waitress and he was a manager. I was like, how are these people on the show? Right, right, right. But it turns out, we learned this episode, that Chris actually owns his own restaurant. And now she has a hairline. So, like... Better. They're, they're better off than how they were being presented the prior episode. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever worked in retail and hooked up with my manager. Huh? <gasps> You how? So. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, not borders. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Too many hats in retail, to yeah. be honest. Oh, surprise. <laughs> uh, so we get the young girls all hanging out, like smoking cigars. Monique, Ashley, and Candace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Karen and Raven. Karen's daughter, Raven, going to a spa, spending money. Hello. With the like, like fishy seaweed on their faces. Yeah. Uh, we got we uh, the the big party was the thing to me. Yeah, the big party and the fight between Monique and Robin. Robin's upset with Monique for reposting a meme, which wasn't even offensive. No, but it sounded like Monique's like family created a, a fan account. A fan account, which is so funny. <laughs> I know, I love this whole story. <laughs> I <line>. know. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to create a fan account about us, we'll appreciate it. But <laughs> no, like it to me, I liked the storyline, but it also was like Robin really trying for something. Yeah. Uh, the party was really strange. Like, everyone had to wear a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. and not everyone followed the rules. Right. Which, um, Ashley's old husband didn't, um, no. but then he changed into one. Yeah. And then he, like, reached out to Karen and uh, her man to, like, give support? And it seemed unclear whether it was emotional, financial. Right. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then it was, like, too much Charisse. We got, like, Monique talking about what a good friend Charisse is. I love how much Dan hates Charisse. Oh. I've never seen him hate someone more. <laughs> it just... She just sends a chill down my spine. Yeah. Uh, and then, no Corona's at this party for Ashley. She had to drink a stellar art- Artois. I noticed that because <laughs> all I do is think about her drinking Corona's. And even when she was by the pool uh, with what's-her-name... Um, the Corona was poured into a glass, which mm. was like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, did you see when she was at Oz later with Michael, or was it earlier? Um, they had Bloody earlier. Marys and not Coronas. Oh, interesting. I like all you think about is Coronas. All you think about is Ashley and her Coronas. <laughs> I had three Coronas earlier in her honor. Yeah. Uh, 
So, shall we move on to Vanderpump Rules? Yes. Which I'm surprised we're not at the season finale. Same. I th- Wait, it's not? Mm. I was running my mouth earlier telling Tim and Trang that, oh yeah, it was just the season finale, we're going to get the reunion soon. That wasn't the season finale. I mean, like, I, I sigh like that as if it's, like, a bad show, but it's actually the best show. No, it's great, but, like, it's going it's going on a bit too long right now. Yeah. Because this was a, puck, a pucker and pout party. Yeah, and, like, the way that these shows are set up, when they come back from vacation, we, we love, like, one. one episode where they, like, recover from it and talk about it and do the finale party, and, like, that's Chef yeah. Kiss. Because we got this, and we still have uh, Lala's performance which is probably going to be the season finale um yeah all of this can i just say i love stassi as planet party planner i love it i love that she's found her like space i love that lisa's uh uh embracing her again i love it uh yeah this was just like a bunch this episode is a bunch of little montages we had like lala and james in the studio Mm -hmm. i enjoy that which i love we had Sandoval pr- proposing to Schwartz with a ring, which, which I is hate. stupid. Which I hate. Um, I hate Sandoval. Love Schwartz. We had Vanderpump with Ariana hanging out with horses again. Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules has served us so many horses, horses that we've named like our main uh, group chat horse girls. Yeah, <laughs> in in honor of these horse girls. And then You're while while they're hanging out with <laughs> with horses. The cocktail book is brought up again, which feels which like centuries ago. Wasn't has it been mentioned all season? I thought no. it was just a last season thing. It, it has not been mentioned this season. Like, I'll help you do the cocktail book, but, book, Ariana. But also, like, how long could it take? She's not writing like a novel with like an, uh, characters and an intro. And also, like, most of your cocktails are probably like based on other cocktails with like a little bit of like an Ariana twist, right? Yeah. Y'all wanted a twist? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. and But, like, the fight, they're cooking up another fight, like, another Ariana, Tom Sandoval fake fight, where Tom wanted to get involved in the cookbook, and now he's busy with Tom Tom, so he's not supporting her with the cookbook. Yeah. Like, who cares? I hate these hats. Uh, Pucker and Pout Party. So Duty and Crutches. Oh, my God. If we weren't giving uh, the Winter Queen this week to someone else who's also well-deserved, we would give it to Kristen Duty in crutches. <laughs> Even a non-watcher of the show seems to know what this scene is. Um, uh, looking at Jamie. But um, it was hobbling in and then hobbling off in the direction of like the kitchen slash bathroom slash weird part of sir that doesn't matter after the fight with carter like and she was drunk right she must have been because she was like not going in a straight line with the crutches (laughs) she must have been have you ever had to be on crutches while intoxicated i've never had to be on crutches so i've had to be on crutches before but it was like when I was young. So you were um, not intoxicated? I had a party here at this apartment before um, where our friend Cody was on crutches. Mm. And then everyone in the party decided to go up to the roof. <gasps> so we, all of us, well, intoxicated, decided to carry Cody the last stairway, <laughs> the last stairway to the roof. He's like a tall boy. He's 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not like a little Miss Cracker. You're like carrying like a baby. I know. <laughs> yeah, the things you do when you're young. Uh, okay, so we also get a scene with Stassi and Patrick. Which, why is... Patrick is so mean to Stassi and makes her feel so stupid. And I... But maybe she like likes that. What do you mean? Like... You like think that's like her foreplay? No, like she like likes make a, me feel stupid. She likes Patrick. like a tumultuous relationship. I don't know. I think he with the cameras up, he finally agreed to be cameras up and he's being an asshole mm. and I hope she moves on. Yeah. I hope she moves on like to James. And he keeps making Game of Thrones references. I feel like I'm watching All Stars 3 with Shangela all over well, again. Well, that's what Stassi does all the time. Oh, yeah, true, because her fans are the Khaleesi's. The Khaleesi's, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard she did a good... My sister told me she did a good podcast with Dorinda. Oh. Um, that, like, don't turn off this one right now, but like, yeah. maybe check that Stay out. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you have anything else to say about Vanderpump? Uh... Schwartz admitting that he a whole fruit by the foot with the paper intact. That's okay. Was disgusting. <sighs> that seems like something I would do because you know when you get like a pack of <laughs> cheese or something where it has like the paper on it. Like I have a thing of provolone in my thing, and I'm always afraid that like I'm gonna like be making a sandwich, and then all of a sudden I'm gonna be eating paper. Oh my god, <laughs> that is something. Uh, they showed the Katie post-injury clip again, which was strange because they showed it earlier this season. I know. But, like, this is the Katie sympathy season, which I'm all in because I was about to fight in the streets when Kevin Lee said her... I know. But... And and I love the fact that they saved it for so many years. Yeah. But don't use it twice in one season. That's silly. I'm into it. So the very last thing was the Jackson Brittany fight, which was crazy like him wanting to break up with her but like she's like you're making me feel unhappy for a long time and she's like you're making me feel like a piece of shit Mm -hmm. uh i'm not good in relationships you deserve better blah 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 and despite all this and we saw them like scream at each other slam doors leave we know that they're still together now yeah spoiler alert we uh friend to the show laura von bergen has seen them in the chicago airport together very recently <laughs> also we know just from social media yeah. in general yeah, yeah yeah um so that's it about vanderbump rules but yeah it's still a good season yeah maybe season finale next week maybe not even I don't probably know. they've already done the reunion so. uh but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with beverly hills and new york so stay tuned okay beverly hills she 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 um at least the finale like oh can you believe that they're doing a three-part reunion <laughs> how dare they <laughs> Like, Summer House, which was much more interesting at every turn, got a one-part fucking clubhouse reunion. Yeah, rude. And I still blame Kyle Richards. Yeah. She's at fault here. She and Lisa Vanderpump. People love to demonize Lisa Vanderpump in this conversation, but I'm still in the camp that... Kyle Richards has, like, some sort of hold over the production company that... I, I think just just we've seen so 
so much of Lisa on Vanderpump Rules that's like fun and different. Mm-hmm. And like here, I just don't like how she behaves. Yeah. With this. Yeah. So let's get in. Let's get into this judge. Uh, so Dorit was synonymous with being a businesswoman, as she says. Same. Like <laughs> same. If we can just claim that. Uh, yeah. Erica Jane is still sick from Germany, but it's a finale party, baby. You got to show up. Got to show up. <laughs> uh, so she took the limo with Rena, and she didn't look well. <laughs> One thing, okay. One thing I want to like touch on once we start talking about New York is the way these uh, women use transportation, because mm. I think it actually makes a lot of difference. Okay. Um, and the way they use it in New York is a lot more interesting because it's a mixture between driving themselves and mm-hmm. then being picked up. Yeah. I mean, the last time I remember anyone driving themselves on Beverly Hills was when Rena was driving the kids asking about Coachella. Right. They always get like, they always get like weird in between scenes in Beverly Hills, but like, it's never important. Yeah. Uh, it's the fashion show. Beverly Beach, baby. Uh, there's Massachusetts. one. There's one swimsuit that had like it was a two piece. The top had straps that obviously go over a shoulder. Fine, like it wasn't a strapless. And then the bottom piece also went over the shoulder. It was the stra- it had two different straps going over the shoulder. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. That also seems like so much work. Like if, uncomfortable. Like- a bad tan line. Like, when you're swimming, and when you're, like, doing things in bathing suits, like, you have to have accessibility, because, like, ugh. So we're at the, this, this fashion show. Camille shows up! And you wouldn't believe it. She got engaged last night. (laughs) She's been so weirdly active this season. I mean, I'm sorry, but getting engaged the night before the finale party... It's like... is so thirsty. Yeah. It's a gag. Where'd she get engaged? Do we know? I don't... Like, did she, like, have it filmed? Was she hoping for... She filmed it herself. <laughs> she had an <laughs> iPhone propped up. Um, okay. And then we had a, another curtain drop moment. Because you know how Dorit and PK like to hide stuff behind a curtain? Oh and my then... Oh, God. That's their gag. Uh, and then... Okay. We have a call for a conversation that took place at the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's, let's go into it. Okay. This is from... Julie G. Julie. Um, who you last heard on this podcast with Connor, um, of Connor Being Real, <laughs> yeah. our segment. Um, our Irish correspondent. Uh, when they were in Ireland together. So let's take a listen from Julie, not in Ireland. Hi, come through, fam. This is Julie, who you have not heard from since my segment with Connor on the streets of Dublin. I was watching the Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm wondering if anybody else caught Mauricio talking to Teddy's husband about how he's going to do security for his new home and how excited he was for Teddy's husband's company to do the security. Meanwhile, that was the home that got burglarized, and I'm thinking that Teddy's husband's security company must not be any good if Teddy, if 
uh, the home got burglarized. So wondering what everyone's thoughts on that is and if anybody else thinks that that connection is correct. Thanks. Bye. I'll venture to the saying. You caught it. It's an inside job. (gasps) (laughs) I did catch it. It was like the most interesting thing of the episode to me. I mean, you know me. I'm giving 25% normally to to, uh, Beverly Hills. I got like Hearthstone going. I'm checking the tweets. I'm Mm -hmm. getting a drink from the fridge. Which one's Hearthstone? It's like the card game I play on my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I did notice... uh, Teddy's Mr. Teddy saying, "Oh, we could do security for your house." Also, like the editors of this show, that's purposeful. I mean, that was like on the cutting room floor, and then they found on the floor and picked it up and then put it back into the show. It's like Aquaria in New York from last week's episode. Yes, from from. Um, Thank you, Julie. Though Uh, we hope to. Why don't you just go back to Dublin and give us more reports with Connor? Yeah, you should be a weekly guest with Connor. Uh, so, Teddy was not seated in the front row of this fashion show. Love love that. I could not believe it. And it wasn't like this was a tiny little room. This was like, she could have been in the front row. Mm Mm-hmm. Rena and Erica are, like, shouting praise about how much they love everything that's coming down the runway. Rena and Erica really should be, they should just make the show around them. It's like, I love them both because they're parodies of what, what like, gay people want to see on screen. Mm, and they yeah. play up to that yeah. um, in their own ways. And we should just have, like, Beverly Hills be like, what gay people want. She, she, she. Uh, yeah. So then I think after the runway is when LVP reveals that Dorit doesn't have the Beverly Hills lifestyle cover. <laughs> and she, like, informs her in front of everyone, which was such a I love piece it. of shit move. I love it. Um, also, can we be reminded that Beverly Hills lifestyle used to be Lydia's? Lydia and uh, what's-his-face. Yeah. Wow. And then they moved on to Greener Pastures with Nobleman. Okay. Then at the at this party, the last thing that occurred at the party, we bring up Pantygate again. It's so this was Kyle that brought it up, right? I think I don't even know because I like once, this her last ditch effort to bring up something. I don't know. It was so stupid. I wonder if I wonder if there's ever been talks of like firing Kyle mm. because like they must have that conversation, like a conversation about casting every year. Yeah. And like, obviously nobody's going to talk about firing Lisa Vanderpump because like, she's such a icon in the housewives world, whether you like her or not. Well, also the fact that she's like a producer on another show on the network. Right. I feel like that throws a wrench into things. But like Kyle is like, I know people love her and she's like been a mainstay for years, but like, she's not, to me, when I think about, like, icons of, like, the real housewives, she doesn't stick out to me as one of them. I think she does to people who love Beverly Hills. But I don't... It's, like, not even close to my favorite franchise. Yeah, there are people who love... Oh, yeah. I meet people all the time who just love Beverly Hills. And I'm like, oh, you just like watching rich white people. Yeah. Uh, so, since this is the Kyle show, it's... We're closing out the season with 
her getting to show American women to the women at her new house. <sighs> Before we get there, though, there was a little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Anton cutting Harry Hamlin's hair, like, in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Walk, walk us mm-hmm. through that for people who don't know who Jonathan Anton so is. So Jonathan Anton was on, I can't even remember the name off the top of my head, one of the first Bravo reality shows. And it this was, was a, like Queer Eye era? Yes, this was Queer Eye era. Queer Eye for the straight guy, not Queer Eye as we know it now. Yes. Can you believe? Uh, it was just a show about him running his salon. I think they brought up the fact that he was Robin Anton's brother as well. Mm-hmm. And like she would pop in occasionally, she being the creator of the Pussycat Dolls. As we've seen through years and years of, uh, what's it called, uh, Keeping Up. Yeah. Uh, so it's just interesting to see him, who like helped create Bravo into what it is today, popping up as just a guy cutting Harry Hamlin's hair. Is he a het? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but oh their non-het brother was the director or producer or something of burlesque really yes oh i see a picture okay yeah isn't that i can wild? i can tell he's non-het this this family look how non-het he looks look at that family um but also like Jonathan looks on hat. I, I was know. like, oh my god, he's actually like he's actually a very very handsome man. No, but you know who he he looks like? Uh, um, Tom he, Ford. Oh yeah, I see that. So, Faye and Mauricio had to set up the house while Kyle was in Berlin. Do you think there's ever been anything between like <laughs> Faye and Mauricio? Just like a flirt. I, I don't think Mauricio would be interested. Really? <laughs> no. Anyway. So, <laughs> I can't get over Jonathan Anton being a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Faye and Mauricio set up the house. Uh, Glenn gets involved, of course. Love Glenn. Uh, Kyle says, Timely Spice. Can she stop calling things spice? Also, like, yeah, okay. Like, if you're going to bring up a Spice Girl reference, you reference which Spice Girl you would be. I would obviously be scary. Um, Dan would be, ooh, um, sporty? I'd be in Little Mix. <laughs> Which uh, one would you be? I'd be Jade. You'd be, or no, I'd be Jesse. You'd be... <laughs> I don't know. But either way, uh, so like the, it's so weird for Kyle to be like, she had the girls over in the house she was moving out of and it was like a weird disaster zone. Mm-hmm. And then she has them over to this new house and it's so bare and not lived in. Right. I wouldn't want this to be like the time for me to show it off on cameras and totally. have the ladies over. But they're there to watch American Woman. She's like signaling to them when to laugh. Viewing and... party parties are a part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills history. Remember the one for uh, Lisa on Dancing with the Stars where oh, yeah. both Kim and Kyle fake fainted mm, yeah, yeah, yeah and then wasn't there one for camille on um a show based on a viral twitter account shit my dad says wasn't camille Grammer on that show and they had a viewing party oh, maybe i don't really remember i think i'm actually i'm actually thinking of the same viewing party they had it for the shit my dad says episode and then 
Kyle and Kim did turn their, the channel, <laughs> did the bully thing and made fun of Lisa fainting on Dancing with My Stars. Oh, Dancing with, the stars. Dancing with My Stars. Dancing with My Stars. Uh, yeah. So I guess the tradition lives on, and this is what we wrap the season with. Like, cool. Um, I don't know what I want from Beverly Hills. Um, I know Lisa Rinna has been on the record seeing, saying that they need new blood, but everyone who's come on as new blood recently is just sort of eh. And then I got actual joy from seeing the Night of a Thousand Doorbells or whatever and seeing like a Maloof and Eileen, a Brandy all come out and like not have a sisterhood, but at least like have a cordial thing. Yeah. So like I would almost want them to go back in that direction, but I don't know. Yeah. Beverly Hills isn't like ever evolving and like good to me like other franchises are. Beverly Hills doesn't, like, have a space in my heart. Beverly Hills is not a thrill. Um, but you know what is? The I, Real Housewives of New York City, baby. Were you sad that you weren't able to talk about last week's episode on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, not being able to talk about, like, the specifics of, like, Carol finishing the marathon while mm. we were going to dine at Joanne Trattoria and like the fact that I was watching Tinsley's Instagram story that entire day <laughs> knowing that she was at PJ Clark's right across from Lincoln Center and being like I know I have to walk from my apartment past PJ Clark's to get to Joanne and wow. like what if I run into them amazing it didn't happen but yes but uh, I tweeted this but also I believe this watching Sonia Morgan, who I actually like think is at this point my least favorite of the New York Housewives, um, watching her take the Hamptons Jitney was more entertaining to me than anything I saw on Beverly Hills this season. With that taking the, the Jitney, holding her dog colored with food dye. And like hiding it and also like she was at some point pouring water from like into a little cap like a little water bottle cap oh, yeah, yeah. and feeding everything was so good and that juxtaposed with the sisterhood that is now dorinda carol and tinsley mm. in a car where i know dorinda almost crashed it no one would invited sonia into a call <laughs> she had to take the bus but the one other thing about the dog i before we move on from that her just openly admitting that it's food dye rather than Lisa Vanderpump was like, oh, it's a special like doggy dye, safe, no chemicals. Like, yeah. Like, so he's just like, no, nope, I'm going to food dye. On the but dog. isn't food dye safe for, wouldn't you assume because food? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> also, like, stop dying your dogs. Like, let, let them, them live. live. <laughs> Come on. Okay, but I did love the car ride. I, oh, the one thing, uh, so while, so while Sonia was packing, she said, oh, uh, this is for Aston, uh, Luann's dog. That's the dog that didn't die, right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Referencing Cookie to Boo. I know. <laughs> also, like, I think we've even had this conversation on this broadcast where we've talked about, like, the New York dogs and, like, we're on death's door with all of them and like when they're gonna die and cookie was the first one yeah. so we've got aston we've got coco yeah who are the older ones yes. that we like the matriarch we know from like <laughs> seasons like one and two and three yeah. um we got a whole slew of babies when are they how many good summers do they have left jeez uh, um 
Ramona. Ramona. Ah. Okay, I I I love the, I love the juxtaposition between the people traveling and the people preparing for people to come. Loved it. Ramona receiving also, oh God, it's so good because like Ramona and Lou both got new cars that they talked about. It's so perfect. Um, but Ramona, let's talk about Ramona and like receiving the art. art. And then she immediately puts these, the artist and like his helper to work and makes them move all of her furniture around the house. It's not even, it's like it's like it's one chair. She literally made them do like three separate things. Yeah, they were redecor- redecorating. Um, also, the. Fix electronics as well? Yeah. The art was okay. Uh, yeah. I, I like the big orange thing that she was gonna put on like the mantle. I don't remember seeing anything I loved. But I do applaud her for testing it out. So she hasn't committed. <laughs> I, that's actually, like, really brilliant. Well, I mean, I'm sure, like, for the amount that she's probably being charged for it, like... And she's redoing her whole Hamptons house right after redoing her whole yeah. Manhattan apartment. Um, it's a renewal. She's always renewing. <laughs> Luann preparing for uh, everyone to come also was great. I loved her at the, like, cheese Aww. store. And then... The like weird hardware store she went to. Yes. With that like like he's like an actor model slash he's hardware like store. The, the hottest hardware store employee I've ever seen. Uh yeah, helping her find a bullet. bullet <laughs> it was so funny the- her asking for a bullet, like as if she wants to like load a gun or something. What do you think about um the demands that Sonia made for Luann? I mean, she's the guest. She has to be attended to. But also like <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but like Sonia's like new Sonia does this bullshit rebranding of herself as if she's like actually trying to like be healthy and not drink oh, yeah. and yada yada yada. By the end of the season, we'll see a tit hanging out. <laughs> no, but also yeah, but like also all season you can see it. Like she just had a party for like like Oh, the gays, when the gays, gays. <laughs> like and we know the vodka sodas were flowing there. Yeah. Uh how about the whole thing with Tinsley and Carol getting a hotel and the scandal of whether or not Carol was invited to stay with Bethany, whether she did not want to stay with her. Well, Bethany and her assistant both thought that like, Oh, it actually sort of is a good idea for her to stay in a hotel. Hotel. But like, that seemed to be like, like trying to recover from the slight. Yeah. These relationships are so good. Um, what else are we, are we at the dinner yet? Sure. The dinner that Bethany showed up 10 minutes late to. 12 minutes late. In a very calculated way. And she showed up in her normal, like, Bethany, like, storming into a room, like, not (laughs) making eye contact with anyone, like, just kind of looking a little angry. And she got, like, she, like, did a little mini tantrum when she realized that she was the first one there. Yeah. Um... And then we had seen, um, like, Instagram stories of this dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I liked seeing it all unfold. I loved all the blondes coming in. Well, I love, like, the Il Contenori feeling of the beginning. Mm Because it's her birthday and no one's there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, like, people are looking at her. Like, it's funny because, like, she's making a big deal of people looking at her. And who knows? Maybe... They do or do not know who Bethany Frankel is, but obviously with cameras set up, like, people are going to look at what's going on. I also, like, I have that, like, thing about, I've never been, I've only been to the Hamptons 
once in my life. Mm. Um, I went to Southampton for like a day. Um, but I like, I wonder, we know that like when Summer House comes into town, the Hamptons people don't like it. Oh, yeah. But like, I wonder about like. How they get this? I wonder about New York because well, New Yorkers, they're not like raging necessarily in the Hamptons. They only do it, they only do it um, in the fall. Um, yeah. And like have a few, like a couple episodes there. Um, it usually takes place at their houses too. Yeah. I mean, we'll occasionally get like. A, you go to a restaurant a, a restaurant. couple times. Um, also, I. I want to dive into this in, like, a later episode about, like, how the show is set up. But I tweeted about this and mm. the fact that, like, New York... I I tried to put my gamer hat on as a new mm. Overwatch player. And how a New professional York, Overwatch player. As a professional Who Overwatch refuses player. to open his loot boxes. <laughs> um, and the fact that New York, I think, is very successful because they have so many different boards or arenas or whatever, like, gamers call them. Mm spaces yeah um and they know that they're gonna have these four boards the hamptons the berkshires um vacation and then new york city baby. new york city baby um and some are successful in some of those and some aren't as successful in some of those yeah um that tweet i mean not to toot my <laughs> horn but it like blew up i know who would have known because chrissy teigen like yeah i know my new uh, but, um but like that's like an interesting thought that i, I because these women are so dynamic, yet some of them fail so hard in certain boards. And Bethany alluded to it at at the dinner yeah. when she talks about, like, she was talking to Luann, and she was, like, talking about the Berkshires. And Luann said something like, oh, we, we don't necessarily do well there. And then Bethany was like, oh, you're fine there. I'm the one who fails there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the ones who are the most volatile based on their location is Bethany, Ramona, and Sonia. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Dorinda's just kind of perfect always. <laughs> well, no, Dorinda, Dorinda fails on vacation, but she's got enough, um, she's got enough where she can bounce back quickly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dorinda, she walks in and Bethany says she, she looks, looks like, like Corella DeVille. <laughs> Which I believe that Dorinda would probably take as a compliment. Yeah. And I... Give that to her as a compliment. Sonia saying Carol's ash hair is gray. Uh, Sonia having to sit at the end of the table, which apparently we get from previews, might be an ongoing thing that she has to always sit at the end. Because no one wants to sit near her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sonia's putting herself into, like, this weird thing where she's talking a lot of shit and she lives in her own fantasy world and i yeah. feel like a lot of the other women don't love it yeah everyone's pretty much over the fantasy other than lou yeah uh and then we get to the fight with carol and bethany which a lot of people have been dreading and not enjoying i love it i think it's a it's a little breath of fresh air yeah uh so It goes, I guess, like, one of the problems was Bethany was texting Carol during the marathon asking, are you done yet? Like, I could Mm -hmm. just have picture, like, I could picture receiving the text and being, like, hearing her voice say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she just kept texting. And then eventually Carol responded saying, I'm I'm dying or I'm dead. Uh, Thanks, whatever. Wait, so speaking to that, I was... I was just with people who were talking about like marathon times and talking specifically about Carol versus like her 
ex or her uh, sorry not her ex boyfriend. No, uh, Carol versus Anthony. Oh, so Anthony. Her, okay, yeah, yeah sure, her, sure, sure. Her husband. Um, Carol apparently had like a really awful, awful marathon time. Oh yeah, it was like six hours. Right, like that. Like is like Tim basically said uh, she basically walks the marathon. <laughs> I mean, her late husband also was like twenty five or twenty six when he did it. Yeah, and he <laughs> but he had like a really like all of his times were like from what I heard like basically six minute miles which is crazy yeah. um so that's that and so yeah like and i think carol even made the point at that brunch with bethany she was like i think you just don't realize that i was really slow <laughs> well i think also how can you expect like i'm sure 300 people are contacting contacting carol right and like she's i'm sure she's not in the right headspace like at post marathon to be like Ooh, do, 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 do. like yeah, I'm doing yeah. great. After like a big race like that, and I've done a half before. Like after a big race like that, like all you want to do is sleep. Yeah, I slept for fifteen hours after a half marathon. Wow. My family thought I was dead. And then Bethany describing Carol's voicemail, which says <laughs> she has a r- weird re- recording that says her phone doesn't work. <laughs> I would like love. To live Carol's life where you could just like do whatever you want. Like you don't have to answer anyone. You don't have to respond. To, you could show up when you want to show up. Do what you want to do. Right. Also like think like she's in her 50s. She's yeah. like she's an older woman. She doesn't necessarily. She's not necessarily texting all the time. She's not on like seven group chats like we all are all, all times. <laughs> like she presents younger than she is because of like. I don't know, like, yeah. how she looks and yada, yada, yada. But, like, she's an older woman, so, yeah. like, let's not... <laughs> uh, yeah. So... Let's talk about the brunches. Well, the the one other thing from the birthday dinner was Lou and Bethany making up, like, at the birthday dinner. Right. Was so surprising mm-hmm. and nice. And, I, I mean, we saw it coming with, like, them spending the night together on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Lou coming out to sing, which is what we saw on the Instagram stories way back when in November when mm-hmm. this actually happened. It's just nice to see them have fun. Yeah, I mean, and I think um, just in general, New York is maybe the closest cast, especially after everything that happened this year, which we haven't even seen. Mm-hmm. But like, it seems like they are all like a little tight knit group these yeah. days. Uh, let's do the Bethany Tinsley Carol brunch first, uh, which is pretty much just the two sisters leaving the hotel. Carol doesn't want to lock the door, (laughs) which I don't understand. Okay. So do you not want to lock your door? No, I lock my, my, my door's locked. Yeah. But growing up, we didn't lock our doors. Hmm. So I sort of get it, but like Carol, you've also lived in New York city for so many years. Um, but yeah, like growing up, we definitely didn't lock our doors. So they're at the brunch first and Bethany arrives later. And, uh, Tinsley and Carol are talking about like, 
Tinsley and fertility things. And and Dale forcing her to freeze her eggs. Which and, is a smart idea. And, and if you have the money, do it. But the thing is, they're talking. And when Bethany like walks in, they kind of just don't even look up from their conversation. Which is crazy to me because they're expecting Bethany and also cameras are there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, 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 like, okay. I loved Bethany's little like, oh, I guess I'm like not here. And like walking away. I love her little quips a lot of the times. Well, when she wanted to do, like take a, a selfie and like Carol, Carol, Carol wasn't just not paying attention, I lo- love, love, love. And then also Bethany said that Tinsley should want to be a kept woman. That's like how a socialite levels up. It's like the next Pokemon evolution for being a socialite. <laughs> oh my god! Level up your pee in the middle of a kitty cat fight. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then let's please go to. Lou's house. I love Lou's Hampton's house. It's I, so beautiful. If I could get like an Airbnb there for a weekend, I would do it. It's so gorgeous. And like even the like extension that she added with her bedroom and all that is like so gorgeous. It's so, it, I, so I like homey. it because it's so homey. Like, yeah. like Ramona's is just like this big mishmash empty, well, not right, empty right, home, right. but just like a, it's not, it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like a beach house or a Hamptons or da da da. It's mm-hmm. just like a big mansion. No, Luann's house is so gorgeous. I've loved it since uh, Carol met Adam in that yeah. kitchen. Um, that big table in the kitchen, I love, love it. Oh, I love it. Um, we had a stranger among us that they didn't introduce. Mary? I, think was. <laughs> I don't even know. She just poor, was there. Poor Mary. They were like trying to keep her out of the shot as much like, as possible. They truly were. Like, why not just like bring Candace Bushnell back, right? True. And like just have her in the gig instead of Mary. Give, give Candace like a slice of an apple. Do you think Mary is the person that they're testing out to be an FO? No. Because um, Evan. Uh, told us about there was like a friend of the housewives in New York at uh, Luann's cabaret show. Oh, do you think... remember when Evan called in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't she like a younger woman though? And I don't know I could if the age was specified. Everyone's just smoking cigarettes, so probably younger. Uh, so I mean, Sonia's there. She's lounging around in her caftan and her eyeglasses falling off her nose and then we get like her trying to drag dorinda for like the the not loving that she went in to get those pajamas that richard oh yeah 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 yeah. and like i just hated that because it's like her husband's dead (laughs) and those like are a sentimental thing to her i know i hate whenever anyone comes for dorinda yeah uh so lou is wearing a beautiful cable knit white sweater Mm-hmm. And Perfect in, for that and time of the in year. walks Ms. Cracker, <laughs> Dorinda Medley, wearing the very same cable night white sweater. <laughs> oh, I was like wondering where you were going. No, with. It, no it's like Aquaria and Ms. Cracker like copying each other. But then I don't like. It's more like Phoenix and India Farrow. Yeah. Uh, so Dorinda gives Lou a kiss. And lipstick oh, ends up on the that sweater. That was the most distracting thing through the rest of the episode. All I could see. I, but, like, I loved it. <laughs> I feel like it's just, like... It's the, so Dorinda. The, the lipstick on the sweater represents the real housewives of New York City. Like, you would I, never see that in another city. Right. Like... <laughs> just some little, like, a mess. <laughs> right. Like, like even... There's something about Dorinda that, like, really brought this group into, like, where it is now. 
And it's like this like little bit of a mess, but like <laughs> the perfectly wonderful situation we're at. Um, and then the big fight happens. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Sonia's depressed from the divorce, the lawsuit, the kid off the boarding school. She's taking the SATs. <laughs> Dorinda's just like, enough with this bullshit already. Well, no, I sort of see it. Like, both Luann and Dorinda, and even maybe Ramona, about the kid off doing the SATs <laughs> and, like, stressing about that. They were like, the kids will figure it out. I, I know, they all, like... <laughs> They all have kids. Yeah, they were. They literally were all like, "No, the kids will, the kids will be all right." Um, I love when Dorinda goes off at Sonia more than anything. When when Dorinda says, "I had dinner in I had dinner in heaven last night with Richard." I normally go to San Tropez, but then I was in purgatory. I was about to pee my pants. And even Lou like chimed in at like that little gag and was like, "Oh yeah, I heard you can't really get like." She said something that like I loved, and like y'all know from listening to this, like I've not always been Team Lou all the time, yeah. but like Lou, yeah. So Lou says, "Oh, you've been through a lot, my love," and Duran says, "Oh, enough with that baloney," and she screams at at Sonia. Your husband left you, and my husband died. He married your friend, honey. You ass. <laughs> this is... Okay. It was a very beautiful moment, but also, like, this is also new information. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, we're getting new information that's, like, being brushed off, and we're, like, off to our next fight next week, which is crazy, which is why New York is so good, because, like, they... Fight and bounce right back. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like Junkrat throwing, like, a little grenade. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're sick. I know, I just... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, Sonia was sleeping around the south of France, apparently. And then JP just JP. married her friend. I wonder, like, what he's up to, where he lives, what, like, his situation I is. I don't know, but... Do you think he watches? I don't know. Do you think uh, the Count watches? No. Mm. Do you the count? Mario watches though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mario watches. That I think day. Mario is like actually like missing Ramona because she's hotter than ever. Missing the spotlight. Missing hot Ramona. She cut off the, those crazy extensions. Finally. After severing her ties with the extension <laughs> company. <laughs> okay, but New York continues to be like so good i could talk about it for hours and yeah. hours and hours i kind of wish this podcast was just new york but yeah, same actually call like call in tweet us tell us should we just be in new york <laughs> no i would do, i would do actually um now that atlanta's ending new york and potomac Mm-mm-mm-mm. tell us yeah uh so, so we have a freak and a queen speaking of new york our freak is New York related. Yeah. So the freak of the week is it's sort of Kenny, it's sort of Marlo, it's sort of Harry Dubin. Yeah, we don't really know who to pin this on, what the full story is, but Marlo Hampton tweeted, and I'm the one pressed for a rich white man. I date who I'm attracted to. White, black, brown, doesn't matter. I dated one white billionaire for five years. I was in a full-blown relationship, and that makes me a prostitute. You see here who was really chasing after white men. In the photo, it was a series of photos, including one of... On a cracked iPhone. On a cracked iPhone. (laughs) 
It was photos of a cracked iPhone <laughs> with like screenshots and shit. And one of the photos of the cracked iPhone was Kenya Moore standing there. Embracing Harry Dubin. Harry Dubin. And they both are smiling. <laughs> They're so happy. <laughs> um, you know how many times... Okay, I listened to the two episodes that you recorded when I was gone. You know how many times that you said, and they're smiling. How many? Like <laughs> an aggressive 10. Um, but then the other screenshots are like of Kenya like trying to entice Marlo to this unnamed man um, who was Harry Dubin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would like a spinoff series about this entire thing. Please tell us what's going on. Harry Dubin just always has his hand in the cookie jar. And like, he's not <laughs> that attractive. Cute? But he has, he does have like a little swagger about him though. Yeah. yeah you gotta uh, give him that. Uh, he does. But like, I can see, I can see Sonia going for him. Oh yeah, they're pr- they really should get together once and for all. I can see Lou a little bit. I mm. can't see... Kenya, or like even Aviva, who he was married to and had children. Oh with. yeah, 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 yeah. No, Ken- oh my God, could you imagine if Kenya and Harry Dubin got together? I would love it. Yeah. Um, let's go to the queen. Okay, Brennan, who's our queen this week? So someone sent me this screenshot, so I can't take credit of finding my own, even though I would have found it. Oh, you would have for sure. I would have found it because uh, it comes from a GQ article about Kirsten Gillibrand, who I've stand since she got into the Senate mm-hmm. um, replacing Hillary. But there's a quote that says, Gillibrand noticed me staring at her bookshelf and apologized for some of the titles. Quote, most of these books are just given to me. We get uh, them sent, she said. Before adding brightly, quote, but some of the fem- some of the feminist lit is my own. She directed my attention to a few examples, including what remains. <laughs> The Oprah-approved memoir of a woman's triumph over loss. Oh my goodness. What Remains by one Carol Vadzeville. What Remains is the fact that Carol wasn't mentioned in the article. Yes. But the book lives on. Uh, And then Carol acknowledged this and like how it was an honor to be mentioned by Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah, she acknowledged my tweet but also included the wrong handle for Kirsten Gillibrand. That's fine. Which like, it's... That's a very hard thing to do in 2018, I feel like. <laughs> Listen, she her phone's not working. That's not receiving messages. Don't worry about it. Something I want to get into in a future episode is... Um, do you think Carol had a ghostwriter? I don't know. We'll have to address it in a future episode. Maybe we can get someone from the literary community mm, to address it. Sure. Um, they could like who, study the text and see if it matches up. Anyone who works in publishing, if you are interested in being a part of this episode, um, shout us out. Um, we're at Come Through Queen on social media. You can email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. We haven't mentioned that in a while. So if oh, you yeah. have if you have like something Juicy to say. That's a good place to hit us up. Yeah, so otherwise, um, you can call us at 717-47-FREAK if you're feeling like you have something to say to us. Whether you met us at a bar when we forced forced ourselves upon you on your phone and you've been listening ever since. Whether you have like any juicy tidbit about... Ew, I hate the word juicy. Whether you have any tidbit about any of The Real Housewives or um, Drag Race people, because we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah, that episode's coming up, so... 
catch that soon. You can find Brenda at not Brendan. You can find me at IDKIDK. Uh, and you can like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. Catch the Drag Race episode soon. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.